After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about the best ones. We talk about the worst ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. My back feels good, and my bottom feels good. And this. Say it, hot dogs, hot dogs. Oh, say it one more time. And this. It's pronounced Gordon. My name is Andrew Walsh, not Gordon. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. We're your host. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Um, so I'm a little confused about everything. Mm-hmm. Last week was our 100th episode. Right. And we were going to go over... 100 commercials. Sure. One commercial per show we had already done up until that point. So I guess 99 commercials. Now, are we on episode 101 or are we on episode 100 part two? Man, I do not know. Where are we? What are we doing? We were insane to think we could do 100 commercials in one sitting. Um, 50 was a lot. Um, Yes. Spoiler alert. 50 again is also a lot. So that's what we're doing today. We are going to finish the list of 100 commercials that we set out to review uh, last week. And just a reminder, these aren't just random 100 commercials. We went back over our show sheets uh, from the past 100 episodes and pulled one commercial that just sort of stood out to us that we remembered fondly or really hated or maybe it was something from the uh, listener feedback segment that the ad council sent in uh, and you took uh, half the list and I took half the list I think I was evens right and you were odds so um we are going to finish that list this week and then we're gonna have to figure out at some point whether or not this is episode number 100 part two or if this is episode number 101 i think it's one for the philosophers to be honest but happily we only have to do 49 today okay sounds good well let's get into it I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it 100. What you talking about? I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it 100. Keep it cool, dog. I'm going to keep it 100. Are you keeping I'm it cool, dog? I think so. You and I are both a little burnt out tonight, I got to say. <laughs> we have a pretty long show, and uh, I just, I'm saying that not so that people tune out, but that. I have some cover for us, because I think I'm going to say some dumb shit. I think it's going to get a little slappy, (laughs) starting with Pulsar. A little little slappy. So uh, episode number, what is this? Episode number 49? No, 51. 51. See? Off to a solid start, Walsh. This is uh, from an episode we did called Shut Up and Take My Money. It was a show all about commercials that just really worked for us, where we actually went out and bought the thing in question because we liked the ad so much. This is actually not an example of something that we bought because we like the commercial, but it is something that a listener sent in that he bought as a kid uh, that he loved. And this is from listener Coleon, uh, who sent us the ad for Pulsar, the ultimate man of action, which is just a great ad for a weird toy from the 70s. It's Pulsar, the ultimate man of adventure. You energize his heart, lungs, and body fluid into pulsating action. Then load a mission disc into his brain. Oh, yes, now I remember this. Load a mission disc into his brain. His lungs pump for high-altitude missions. Pulsar. Imagine you energize him for exciting feats of strength. 
Pulsar's chest is a clear panel, so you can see all of the like innards of him. Like Slim Goodbody. Sort of, but it's just like it's just a really weird toy. It is a really weird toy. I thought for a second that what was the I think it was uh, listener Mike Frizzell, I think, sent us in a toy ad from his youth as well, but it was very strange. It was like a logging guy. And his male companion oh, or something. that's right. It was very ambiguously gay <laughs> yeah, duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Wow, we've had some good toy yeah. commercials from the past. Um, so that takes us to uh, episode number 52, which means uh, I'm up. The episode was called Veggie Shaming. I think on the show I said something like, We've learned uh, or known for a very long time that television hates women. One thing we're learning now is that television also really hates vegetarians yeah. and vegans. We went over all these commercials that in some way or another belittle veganism or vegetarianism. And the one that I think knocked the first domino over for us, if you will... <laughs> was this commercial from Domino's. I called it a reluctant salad commercial. They call it the Dinner Dictator. And it's about a family, and they're ready to order some pizza, but then the teenage daughter wants... Who honestly looks like the healthiest one of them. Yes. You notice that she's her skin has decent color. She has life behind her eyes. Yeah, she's a healthy body weight. <laughs> but she's the dinner dictator because she wants a salad. Domino's it is. No, I want salad. Oh, no. So we're getting salad, right? <sighs> I mean, look at just even the um, the everybody else in the room is Nobody slouching. else can even pry themselves out of the couch. I know. Everybody else is just like slouching. If anything, <laughs> they, this should be a commercial to... <laughs> To salad. be more <laughs> like this young lady. Domino's it is. No, I want salad. Oh, no. So we're getting salad, right? <sighs> right? The dinner Luckily dictator. at Domino's, we love pizza so much, we've added salads, so no one can veto pizza night. Try one with a medium two-topping pizza for $5.99 each. And they're the, you know, the awful, even in the commercial, they look like the awful kind of salads that only a takeout pizza chain restaurant uh, could offer. Absolutely. Veggie shaming. Episode number 53? Yes, this was another Cheese and G's. This was Cheese and G's part four. I'm sorry, I don't remember what hilarious name I came up with for oh. it. Um, but this was for uh, a commercial for Quilted, Quilted Northern, which I, I we have liked a lot of their ads. They have done a pretty good, pretty funny series and campaign around the idea of like your, your objet and little characters and things that populate your bathroom having to witness your shame yes which i really enjoy i think it like it really walks a fun line between like the grossness of bathroom time and like the and kind of a funny funny way of talking about it Mm -hmm. this is one called sir froggy um and this uh, this is on my list yes oh this is on the list of things that you hoped i would would i would get that you didn't get um no i okay just a quick reminder i do have a list of four I think iconic commercials, iconic in our world, mm-hmm. iconic after these messages, points of conversation um, that I really hoped we would bring up in the show that are not on any of my lists. One was the Chevy ads, the Chevy um, focus group ads, which we talk about all the time. Another, we, t- we hit that last week. Yep. Uh, Christmas Dad Ham. Christmas Dad Ham. We hit that last week. There are two more on my list that but not you have one. not mentioned, and I know are not on my list. Um, so I'm hoping you get to them. But Sir Froggy must have come up in some uh, later uh, shows as well, because I know that I also have this <laughs> on my list to play. Well, uh, I grabbed it too, um, and this is about a little toilet paper holder that's shaped like a frog, <laughs> and its eyes are irrevocably fixed on the toilet. 
Quilted Northern works so well, people can forget their bathroom experience. But Sir Froggy sees all and forgets nothing. He always knew he was destined for a life of service. He wasn't made to do anything else. He just didn't realize how unrelenting it would actually be. What's worse, he thinks, that my arms can never relax or my eyes can never look away. Quilted Northern, designed to be forgotten. You know, oh I think I pulled the 15 second yeah, version. Yeah, I looked hard. The 31 the thir- is The director's so good. cut is way funnier. Oh my God, that's great. I just want to um, tell you that that uh, was a show called Cheese and G's <laughs> Part 4, A Hard G. <laughs> oh, right. um, so that takes us up to episode number 54, Adpocalypse Now. That Thank sounds you. like a Genevieve title to me. You're welcome. <laughs> we were talking about, oh, you know what? Look at the date on this. November 15th, 2016. This is the first show we did after <sighs> Trump oh, was elected. Right. And we were feeling like it's the end of the world. And hmm, still not wrong. Still not wrong. <laughs> still feels more, like a more very right quick than ever. Yes. Um, and uh, so we're looking at all kinds of commercials that uh, somehow play on the apocalypse or take place in the apocalypse. And uh, the one that I liked, I don't think I need to... Um, Hey, can I just Actually, say for listeners who might come back and listen to this years from now, that to situate this... You in, survived. You survived. Congratulations. I hope you um, are not being held hostage by the water militia. Um, but this was the date in history that our president challenged our Secretary of State to an IQ contest. Mm-hmm. So that's where we... This is where we are when we're On recording On October 10th, this. 2017. Yes. Well, I'm going to skip playing the audio, or maybe I'll play this in the background, but this is an ad... Well, that's not the background. That's more like the foreground. This is a long uh, commercial that was clearly made for, um, you know, the Internet. It's like a two minute thing. And it's a prank commercial. Mm. I think this aired, I want to say overseas somewhere, because I'm pretty sure that it's not in English. They set up a fake office and then they bring people in uh, to interview for a job there. I don't know exactly how they do it. Um, Behind the boss's desk or the interviewer's desk. There's a giant picture window, except it's not really a picture window. It's actually an HD LG ultra thin uh, television, flat screen TV. And the whole prank is that this TV is so good that it can fool you into thinking it's a window. While the people are going through their job interviews, they just show a skyline out the window, the regular skyline. But then halfway through the interview, uh, they start showing... Uh, like uh, meteors coming down. Would they be meteors or asteroids or whatever? Some sort of giant fireballs start coming down from the sky and destroy the city. And so, um, you know, the interviewer who's in on the joke, it's all happening behind his back. And then the people who are interviewing start freaking out because they think it's the end of the world. That's true. It's a great ad. It's a great... I don't generally like prank-style Me ads, neither. But this one is pretty well executed. Um, so now we're up to episode number 55. This was Commercial Court. Commercial um, Court. Which we have... where we, It's where we ask listeners to kind of ask get a solicit a ruling from us on whether a commercial is good or bad or offensive or funny or whatever. This was one that was sent in by listener Erin, and her... Um, her case against, I guess she's for the prosecution here, was every time I see this commercial, I get a little angry inside. It's for a company called Stanton Optical, uh, which is for like, a, you know, like a glasses, uh, eyeglasses, uh, male, like, I guess kind of like uh, 
Warby Parker. Warby Parker or something. Um, so it takes place in a book club. There's a bunch of women having a book club. But um, one woman has very unusual glasses and they kind of steal the show. I love the author's use of seasons to talk about love. Does anyone have a different interpretation? I actually felt exactly the same way. And in fact, in chapter seven. Whoa. Now it's she puts on her glasses and you're hearing what you're hearing is the voice of the glasses personified. He's this right. big, loud guy in a pink tutu. Don't get upstaged by your glasses. At Stanton Optical, you get two pairs of eyeglasses for $69. And what she's wearing are like like bubblegum pink kind of like uh, cat's eye glasses. Yeah, they're stylish. They're cute. Well, they're very distinctive for sure. Um, Aaron says, as a glasses wearer myself, why can't this lovely lady choose a pair of bright pink glasses with no judgment? That's what I say. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I forget, n- I forget what we ruled, but uh, we rule guilty today. We rule guilty to the commercial. To yes. the commercial. Where's my warhammer? Or what do we call it? We call Your it your judge's a, hammer. Where, where's my war, war judge's hammer? <laughs> uh, keep that on standby. All right. So now we're up to episode number fifty-six, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, this was a show where we looked at commercials that were related to military service in some way. I don't think we went hard on actual. Join the military commercials. Maybe we talked about. It was some more of those. commercials that were aimed at people at that population, and it was also the episode in which we amply and forever demonstrated that we know almost nothing about military terminology. Yeah, what was I? Was I calling them like Navy people? Navy people. <laughs> hey, listen, Navy people need their war judges' hammers too. There you That's go. all I'm saying. Exactly. Um, so well I, said. <laughs> this again, I think, was the commercial that gave us the idea. For that, uh, for that topic, it was a USAA uh, commercial. The credit, it's a credit union slash insurance provider. I yeah, think. I'm oh, a little God, unclear. I'm already on like, off. No, I think you're right. I'm a little unclear on all of the various financial services they offer, but they're in that kind of realm. And I guess I'll play it first. But I, I want to say this: this show was very controversial. Not, not in some sort of a. a, a I don't know, support the troops or don't support the troops kind of way. Just that a lot of people were saying that they actually don't like these commercials. I think they were saying that. Well, we got both kinds of feedback. We got feedback from people who have family in the military and feel that these were um, condescending. We got feedback from people who said, I use this, I use USAA, and they've been exactly the kind of service that they say they provide in their commercials. So we got a lot of good feedback from people's personal experiences. And I think the bottom line was the rates are unbeatable. But some people were uncomfortable with the exact thing that this commercial sort of highlights, which is, when you're a veteran and you call up USAA, we're not going to treat you like anybody at like Bank of America would treat you. We're speaking the same language. Mm-hmm. We have the same background and we understand that you are we will call you by your rank. We will uh, we will respect you uh, in a way that I think other, I guess, comrades can respect you. My experience with USAA is awesome. Homeowners insurance, life insurance, automobile insurance. I spent 20 years active duty. They still refer to me as gunnery sergeant when I call. Being a USA member because of my service in the military, to pass that on to my kids, something that makes me happy. My name is Roger Zapata and I'm a USA member for life. USA. It was that idea of uh, them referring to him as a gunnery sergeant, but I'm pretty sure our, um, oh, what is her title again? 
Taylor is chief creative officer, chief marketing, I, officer. chief marketing officer for ATM. Yeah. Um, I think her and her family are members of USAA. They really appreciate the low rates, but actually don't appreciate um, that that whole kind oh, of the vibe and culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I recall, if I'm misquoting Taylor, no, right. we'll just hope that she's not listening. Um, <laughs> That seems very unlikely, to be honest. I mean, she does have a job to do. She is our, <laughs> our chief marketing officer, even if I can't remember Maybe this it. will be the one she misses. Yeah. All right. So uh, now we're up to episode number 57, if I'm doing my math right. That's right. The Holla Don'ts. Oh, that's a good... I'll stand by that title. Um, this is. These were ads <gasps> for... I hope this is on your little short list. It's not on my short list, these but These were for it ads that we... Did not think worked for holiday themed ads. This was an ad that was just everywhere. It was like you could not turn on the TV last Christmas without this ad popping up. It's for Comcast Xfinity, the cable provider. Um, and this is the ad about hooking up grandma's house. And there were a bunch of different versions of this, including a longer one that we felt was a little bit more empathetic or explained people's positions a little bit better. But it the definitely did. The basic story is. A grandma and grandpa are reading their granddaughter's like mean tweets as she's on the way to their house for for the holidays, saying, "Oh, I'm about to go into a Wi-Fi-less connectivity black hole at grandma and grandpa's house." So the they, most eye rolly, right. um, bratty thirteen, just a bratty thirteen-year-old. So they lickety split, call up Xfinity, they get all of their cable and stuff set up, and then. Christmas is saved because the grandpa can use the voice-activated remote. And I think a lot of people think, boy, what a spoiled brat. Uh, Christmas should be, um, you know, where you put your devices down and you can spend some time together. And the 30-second version of this definitely would kind of give you that reaction. This longer version does a better job of showing you how or them trying to convince you yeah. that technology can actually bring you together from taking digital photos of old photos, if I remember correctly, and posting photos of And it you also know, involves other families. It's stuff. not just this one family. Yes, that's right. And I apologize for having the long one here. I think they've taken down the 30-second mm. one, probably for the reasons that we articulated. Probably because of us reviewing it. Probably. I'm going to my grandma's house where there's no on-demand, no Netflix, and no Wi-Fi. Sad face. See, this seemed confusing to me because my they start this long one with several different couples, but then they She's end up just following no one for right. the rest of the commercial. Pound sign. Not so Merry Christmas. Pound sign. Entering I love when people hell. call it pound sign. Well, there's no Wi-Fi and no shows. A.K.A. Grandma's. What does she mean? I don't know. She means that we're not up to date. <laughs> the grandfather's love, pretty charming in this. I love the grandfather's. So, okay, Comcast, Comcast oh, comes. They hook up the, they, uh, hook up the TV and the team. cable and everything. Hey, just, we got to get to the part where Grandpa talks to the remote control. That's true. Remote it's kind of the big chaos. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal! <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave it there. That is one thing that does work because we have the talking remote. Uh, the talking remote has changed my life. I never want to have a remote I can't talk to again. Sometimes you I know, talk to the, it when I'm not I even yell, watching TV. Well, and I, because we can't talk to the Xbox controller, yes, I will yell at it. I yell at the Xbox the controller. Stupid Xbox controller. <laughs> Why don't you on. listen? Get like your, your brother. 
<laughs> anyway, you can give it movie quotes, and <laughs> it will summon up some movies uh, just via quote. We right. have tested it out. Uh, I just didn't realize that our Xbox remote and our uh, TV remote were brothers. Um, all right, episode number 58 was called Director Marketing. I'll give that title a uh, can I tell you, I got a little, again, confused about numbers on one, uh, and I I accidentally did this one and then had to delete it, but I'm so happy you picked the same one I picked. Yes, I picked this commercial called Ikea Lamp. This is one of the only commercials we've covered that has its own Wikipedia page. Yep. It was such a huge phenomenon, and... Gosh, I put this show together three weeks ago now. But if I recall, it is the story of a lamp from the lamp's perspective. It's a little gooseneck lamp mm-hmm. that's in a woman's apartment. And at the very beginning of the commercial, and, and we should just narrate it now yeah. because there's really no, there's very little talking. She yeah. unplugs it. She takes it outside with some other junk and sits it on the curb in front of her apartment. Um, over a few days, we see the the weather change. It's windy. It's raining. And the lamp appears to be sort of looking up at her apartment. Almost jealously or at the sadly. new lamp that re- that replaced it. We see a glimpse of the new lamp. It's pouring now. Um, it sees her turning off the new lamp, and it's super jealous. And uh, Again, no, the lamp's not doing or saying anything. No, it's, it's just, just sitting, sitting there, there in the rain, but it's so personified. And then this guy at the very end just walks into the screen. Any of you feel bad for this lamp? That is because you're crazy. It has no feelings, and the new one is much better. <laughs> that was for um, IKEA, part of their unboring campaign, yes. and uh, just convincing you to go ahead and buy that new lamp. And that was directed by Spike Jones. Oh, I didn't even set up what the whole premise of that show was. Director marketing was commercials uh, made by famous movie and TV directors. Right. So anyway, uh, that w- became an international phenomenon. I don't know if it aired over here. Um, episode number 59 would be yours. But and that one is another holiday show. It is. It's called Holiday Holoback because we got so much feedback about cr- uh, holiday ads that we missed in our for, uh, in our Holodon't Sad uh, show that we ended up just do- putting together essentially a whole feedback show based on um, ads that people sent in that were holiday related. This is one that I... Although I do not care for this campaign overall, I thought this one was kind of a kind of a standout. Certainly for as as you know, if there's a child actor that I like involved, oh. I'm very excited. Kind of like as you are to children banging toys together, yeah. I am to child actors that I think have a lot of promise. Like wait, Thomas Barbosa. Nope. nope, nope, I got Not. it wrong. Okay, it's the other one. It's Thomas Carcosa. Wrong again. It is Thomas Middleditch. What's the name of the kid? Barbuska. Barbuska. You got it. I got closer. Mm, nope, you got as close as you ever get. Okay. Um, this is for, uh, this ad is for Lexus. Lexus did a whole campaign, as they always do with their big, like, Santa, bring me a luxury car. And then the, your least favorite thing in the world, a big red bow oh, on a it. brand new car. I do hate it, but I do like the performance in this one. This is a, pr- the premise of this one is a little girl is taken by her aunt who, quote, hates kids to see Santa, uh, but at the aunt's behest, and the aunt's like kind of a, like, sexy, not sexy, but like glamorous, good looking sister of the mother um at her aunt's behest and i think for a small payoff she she whispers in santa's ear that her aunt wants alexis 
She has a great line here. Okay, once more. Lexus RCF in ultra white with premium package. Santa Claus! <laughs> I love that. And the little girl just puts on that kind of saunter of yes. just like an older woman, not an older woman, but you know, a woman twice this girl's age. Yeah. Uh, Santa, Claus. Santa Claus! Yeah, I, I hope that she uh, gets a, or has a great acting career in front of her because she does a lot with a little. She really does. She has, she has very few lines and she really sells it. Episode number 62, Commercial Court Part 2, Good Judge... Bad judge. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is again. We were uh, asking you guys to send us in some commercials that you wanted a ruling on. You're, you have mixed emotions about it, or maybe um, you disagree with a friend or family member about a specific commercial. Um, somebody sent in the H and R Block commercial featuring John Hamm. Now, there's a whole series of these that we ended up breaking down in future episodes, but the one that set it all off was the John Hamm Donuts ad. In all of these, he is playing a character, maybe John Hamm, who is a little bit daft. Is that right? the right word? He's sort of obtuse. It's Yeah, it's, I think that was one of the things I never quite cotton to with this ad campaign <laughs> which was like it was unclear if he what whether he was sympathetic or not he's he seems like a basically good guy but also sort of like controlling i don't know yes and in this very first one he is uh, clearly on uh you know some sort of hollywood stage somewhere but he's outside uh, the actual sound stage, and he's um, at the catering or craft, craft services, services table, yeah. uh, and he's looking at a bunch of donuts, and he's talking to the caterer. Okay, let me explain. This is your tax return. He's holding up a okay. donut. Now, there are many right ways to fill out this tax return. He's picking up different donuts. The IRS will accept them all. One of them gets you the most money back. Isn't that the one you want? That's the one I want. And then he takes a big bite of the donut. You touched all these. Don't just get your taxes done, Amy. Get your taxes one. So then he uh, eats the donut that represents H&R Block, I guess. Or the and biggest then, tax return. Or the biggest tax return. And then he gets, um, gets a little preachy at the end. Yeah, or just sort of like he's not listening. He's just sort of, you know what it is? It's like. I don't need John Hamm to be mansplaining. Hmm. Like, that's not a good look. And I wish that more commercials understood that. I'm talking to you, (laughs) Match.com. All right. So now uh, episode number 60, I'm sorry, uh, 63 was you, right? 61. Episode number 61. (laughs) How are we doing? How's everybody doing out there? Hey there. We are. We're we're. Clipping along here. Um, this is an episode we did called Has Been's Cash In. Oh, this was where we looked right. at ads with celebrity spokespeople who had definitely passed their sell-by date. Um, and if there is a if there is a celebrity that is more joyfully leaning into being a has-been than Gary Busey, I don't know about it. <laughs> this is for a bank called Unity Bank. Um, he, they actually used to be, I think, Joe Piscopo in this kind of oh, role. Oh, yeah, this but then is they, all coming back to me now. But then they switched it to Gary Busey, and it's essentially they allow Gary Busey to just like Busey out it, as pretending to be the president of this bank, and then the president of the bank walks in and sort of like puts a stop to things and says like, "Banking is serious." Um, but <laughs> I just love Gary Busey's performance in this because 
Busey just always is at 11, as as we all know. And he, like, talks into the stapler like it's a phone. I mean, he's a total lunatic. I don't know what their male or female apparatus is like, but, you know, it's got to be working in some way because this little hobbit's coming from birth. Oh, wait, that's, no, that's that's Gary Busey talking about <laughs> hobbits <laughs> and how they hardly, reproduce. You could hardly tell that it was <laughs> I just wanted bad. to play a random piece of Busey tape that I had on my computer. All right, here's the actual commercial for Unity Bank. Hi, I'm Jim Hughes. Yeah, I'm the president of Unity Bank. Bring! You want a loan for a spaceship? <laughs> Yay! Come see me at the Unity Bank. You can't even imagine it. Gary, no. being president is not that simple. My job is to do what's best for the customer. <laughs> Go! I'm out of here. Go! It's a good way of using, like, yes. using Gary Busey um, and taking advantage of all of his weirdness without ruining your brand by having somebody come in and kick him out. I thought the exact same thing. And I also kind of enjoy the very bad performance of the bank president mm-hmm. when he comes in and then, like, turns, he looks at the camera in a where in a way that doesn't seem, it seems like he's not supposed to be looking at the camera. Right, <laughs> he right. seems like he should still be looking at Gary Busey. <laughs> Um, I'm uh, in the wrong place, I think. What is going on with 62. my list? Oh, okay. I'm at 62. That was the John Hamm one. Uh-oh. Oh, I skipped episode number 60. All right. Well, um, should we go back? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go back to episode number 60. Uh, Sorry about yeah, that. I've should... got two lists that are kind of um, whatever. It's just difficult to navigate all this. Uh, no, it's not. It's not hard what we're trying to do here. I'm just not very it's good It's not at hard, it. but we did do it in like the most back-assward <laughs> way possible in the, in the way that we built our respective lists. Okay, so episode 60, which was from December 27th of 2016, the, uh, you know, a couple of days after Christmas, um, we were really exhausted so I think we just did uh, I don't know why we called it short story long I think we were just trying to do a really quick episode because we were jet lagged from Christmas travel and all this but if you'll recall some really sad things happened over the Christmas break um, including we lost Carrie Fisher didn't we also lose um, George Michael yeah I think so I think on Christmas or maybe Christmas Eve Um, and uh, and so in memoriam we looked up some Carrie Fisher commercial she wasn't in tons but she was in one that I absolutely loved for IBM Watson their I guess artificial intelligence or some sort of intelligence uh, uh, system and the commercial is called Coping with Humans and Carrie Fisher uh, plays some sort of a therapist and they're in a um, group therapy setting only she's the only human the rest are a bunch of robots a whole like robots from all different kind of sci-fi tropes and eras and I think I'm trying to remember they're all just kind of complaining about things but then it becomes clear that IBM Watson I think shows up and is the most um, kind of I guess modern and efficient computer out there and makes the rest of them feel bad. After last week's unpleasantness, I thought maybe this week we might try to listen more and throw things less. I love these robots. Maybe not at all. I've apologized several times. <laughs> so who wants to share first? <laughs> what about you? Okay. 
I mean, I'm a sinister, world-conquering, artificially intelligent. Steve Buscemi. Me too. And one day, I wake up, and it's like... It's like the world doesn't need us anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now, I want to know if that is you speaking. Or your mother. I don't have a mother. I was manufactured. Yeah, me too, man. I can hear you hurting. Mm -hmm. Wait, what's he doing here? They all noticed that uh, Watson is there. My name is Watson. I invite Watson here today to confront the source of our anxiety. So, Watson, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? I am a cognitive system. I can understand, reason, and learn with humans. Oh my god. Robots literally rolling their eyes at other robots. I just wanted dust. Oof, this guy. I'm also using weather data to help predict. The temperature is 49 degrees. Watson. That might have been uh, Amy Sedaris. That voice was also very familiar. Uh, that commercial goes on for a while. I don't know if it was just web only or what, but that is absolutely wonderful. It's so good. It's and so- I agree with the robots. Watson is the nerd of the group. I would watch a movie about this crew. I would, too. I would, too. Um, all right. So we Going went back, back to, to number, number 63. <laughs> okay. Catching up. It's a wild ride. This is our second Battle of the Spokes Critters. And um, we, I wanted to play, uh, you know, we, we actually did this one last time because for some reason this left this, uh, watch the stove. Oh, the Pillsbury uh, Doughboy. Yeah. Um, but the reason it no, was. No, not Pillsbury Doughboy. It was uh, the hand. The hand the, for Hamburger the Helper. Ham, hamburger Helper, But yeah. the reason it was in this episode was that we, we, we squared Lefty from Hamburger Helper off against the Pillsbury Doughboy. Right. Um, so we we don't have to replay Watch the Stove. Why don't you just play this one 1985 Lefty commercial? It's, uh, that's right. We learned that Lefty was the name of the hand. We didn't know it before that, right? right? I certainly. In fact, I think I've already forgotten it. I mean, since you just said it a second ago. <laughs> we'll return with a CBS School Break special. Oh, after these bonus. Messages. Love it. Dinner ready? What do I make? Not plain hamburger again. <laughs> Somebody order a pizza bake? A, a pizza, pizza bake? It's a new hamburger helper flavor. You make oh a my new god, that looks disgusting. Oh, yeah, that looks gross. easy bake crust with, with hamburger and our pizza sauce, and pop in the oven. Ready for a pizza bake? Oh, that's awful. Great. It was so easy to make. Now another piece of pizza bake? Sure. Helper. Said nobody ever. Yeah, said unpleasant. nobody ever. It looks like you took wet dog food and spread it on like a big biscuit. Yep. Put it in the oven and then cut it up. That is exactly what it blurg. looks like. Blurg, 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 blurg. Uh, Battles of the Spokes Critters Part 2 was episode number 63. Don't worry, I got this. Let's go to episode number... I don't know why... Uh, I'm having so much trouble here. Episode number 64, Like Money for Chocolate. I um, created a quiz for you. Probably the best quiz this show has ever seen. Right. Maybe. Well, some of yours where you're um, quizzing me on celebrity voices are good, too. But I'm too good (laughs) for that. Uh, I mean, I just... What's the point if I just get it right all the time? Um, So this was a quiz where you had to guess if a slogan that I read to you was... For a chocolate ad or for a lyric from a sexy, sexy R&B jam. Right. I believe I just gave you the line, roses grow on you. I hope I'm not expected to remember which which it is because I don't remember. I think it was supposed to be a name of an R&B, a sexy, sexy R&B jam or a slogan for a chocolate ad. Roses grow on you. Oh, am I supposed to guess? I guess. Um, I guess it's uh, chocolate. 
It is chocolate. Uh, even though it sounds like a really sexy, sexy R&B <laughs> jam, it was this weird-ass commercial from the 60s for something called Cadbury Chocolate Roses. And you have this guy who's sitting there. It isn't, he's a comedian. His name is Norman Vaughn. And he's sitting on a chair, and he takes a chocolate from a box of uh, roses on the table. And as he talks about the various flavors, roses keep popping up on his suit. So you're going to hear this audible little boop, boop. Uh, every time he uh, takes one of these chocolates out of the box. And then at the end, he gives a thumbs up and a rose appears on his thumb. I'll play a little bit of it. It's it's pretty weird. When do roses start growing on you? When you open the box and find they're all covered with chocolate. Oh, chocolate. Hazelnut well, chocolate. Oh. Strawberry cream, chocolate. Oh. Fabulous fudge, chocolate. Oh. All the flavors are covered in chocolate and not just any old chocolate. Cadbury's chocolate. You just can't help roses growing on you. It makes me not want to have anything to do with this product. Oh my god! I saw. I now realize that I never saw this ad because I think you were hiding the visuals oh, from me because because it was quiz time. Because it was a quiz time. It was quiz time in America. I never realized how upsetting the that visuals are. Like he, that's very unpleasant. Yeah, everything is it's unpleasant. Hard to imagine. The sound is really bad too. I hate the sound of his voice. Yeah, everything's awful. Yeah, everything's awful. Uh, so now we're up to episode, I want to say episode number 65. That's right. This was for our first ad doctor segment, ad medicine. Do we have an ad doctor segment? I didn't even realize that. <laughs> doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. So is this when I, not invented, I didn't invent this song. <laughs> no, is this when we introduced this song? I think that, that was where we first started playing it. So were yeah. Nick and Rosen on the show? Because I think the first time I played this, Nick and Rosen were on. Maybe they were on the next week or no, something. No, I think this was them. Oh, okay. Um, this, the one that I picked was an ad that uh, I really disliked and felt that they just picked a really strange sort of scenario or uh, use case to apply this this product to. It's for a product called Grammarly. Oh, right. This, the ad calculated to drive you crazy. Yes. Uh, this is for a product that uh, corrects your grammar. It's essentially grammar and spell check. Uh, I don't know why you, you can't just use the one that comes with your word processing uh, or your, you know, your, your Word, your Microsoft Word. Right. But, um, you can, I guess, or this is more features. But the way that they sell this is this millennial uh, new employee comes into her startup, you know, job, and she's their social media manager, and she can't write or type worth a damn. Because she's a millennial. Because she's a millennial. So thank God that she's got Grammarly <laughs> to tell her that T-H-E-I-R is not the same as T-H-E-R-E. Oh, man. This just pushes all of your buttons. It really does. Have a good first well, day. I'd like to introduce our new social media manager, Lily. Excuse me, not even intern, manager. Yeah, and, she shouldn't be. And a, then their shitty startup like collapses, so she gets a bunch of like social media angry tweets. And then she has to respond to them all, but she doesn't know any words, so thank God for Grammarly. This is such a... Oh, God, this makes me so mad at everything. 
we're fixing and look, is changed to we're fixing. I understand like typos happen when you're moving fast. Sometimes it can be helpful to have something pop up that it, that tells you to correct something. But she makes mistakes that she just doesn't know any better, like affecting versus affecting. <laughs> right. She just typed one in it and it just popped up. Hey, listen, I rely on that stuff all the time. I use Google Docs. And so Google Docs is very smart, right? It'll even know if there's various spellings of a famous person's name, but they see the first name followed by the last name, they know I've spelled the first name wrong. I mean, yeah, I well, rely on that, that stuff too. You are right. We're not supposed to judge the product, but why do you even need this in this day and age? But uh, <laughs> there it is. Okay, you are right. Uh, uh, Nick and Rosen were on that show because we introduced them to um, our zillions of listeners so that they could take over the show for the next episode, number 66 the Big Game, hosted by Rosen Saez and Nick Jarin. Um, uh, we were on uh, KCRW, my old public radio station down in L.A., uh, doing a Super Bowl preview. And then we handed the show over to Rosen and Nick while we traveled. Um, one that we talked about in both places, and I think this was our favorite Super Bowl commercial. Beef. I'm pretty sure you and I both agreed on this, was the Squarespace ad featuring John Malkovich. We see it. Um, he is looking into a computer. We are the computer. So basically, John Malkovich is leaning into the camera, looking directly at us. Uh, as if we're the computer screen, and he is very angry because somebody has taken johnmalkovich.com. How is it that johnmalkovich.com is taken? Somebody already snatched it. <laughs> I love that line. But I'm him. There is a film about me being me. Isn't it a movie about other people being inside you? Sure, why not? I need JohnMalkovich.com. Who has it? What the hell is going on? <laughs> How can you be John Malkovich? It's a John Malkovich Ow. ultimate fishing site. Mr. Malkovich, guess who? <laughs> I know where you live. You will find me in your yard. Get out of my name! Sincerely, also John Malkovich. <laughs> so well executed, very, uh, very visual, but some good lines in there too. Somebody so already meta. snatch it. Somebody already snatch it. Um, episode number sixty-seven was on your list. This is what's love got to do with it, what's and this love? is the the episode about couples that really make you wonder oh right how are they together right and what could we be looking at but the patron saint of the unhappy couples and commercials jake from state farm oh he's downstairs it's the middle of the night and this man is on the phone with jake from state farm yeah, admittedly having a somewhat breathy conversation with a service provider yeah yeah i'm married doesn't matter you do that for me? Really? Yeah, I'd like that. Who's Suddenly, talking to? His wife it's walks in Jake on him. from State Farm. Sounds like a really good deal. Jake from State Farm at 3 in the morning? Who is this? It's Jake from State Farm. What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? Uh, khakis? It really is Jake from State she Farm. She hideous. Well, she's a guy, so... Another reason more people stay with State Farm. Yeah, you know that that husband did some bad shit. To create, or she was in a really bad relationship before him to have such trust issues. Either way, they clearly, the love is dead. The love, it, 
it's not on display there. Let's at least put it that way. Yeah. Um, ooh, I played a clip from this commercial at the beginning of the show. This is from episode number 68, Portman Don't. <laughs> That's a good title. That's a good title. We were talking about um, all of these companies that create new words that are, in most cases, unnecessary. Pizone right. comes to mind. That's not. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Transparency. Transparency. I hate. But right. the pizza pizzone doesn't make sense because it's just a calzone. They're right. not mixing a pizza and a calzone. It already is a pizza. I, I know, mean, that's, Grandpa. I just I know. can't. I can't. I can't. I know. But I'm not going to play the pizzone commercial. I'm going to play Sprint's Framley Plan commercial. These were, I felt it was a very confused campaign. Um, it's, uh, I guess because Sprint has this service where you can keep on adding friends to your family plan, you end up with some pretty weird relationships. And so and this was a long, successful campaign, I think. You have a wife and she's married to a fish? A hamster. A hamster. Uh, they have children. A lady can't be married to a fish. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But what really stood out to me that I didn't notice when these uh, commercials were actually on the air is the uh, wife slash mom is actually Judy Greer. And one of the sons is my now favorite comedian, Kyle Mooney. I don't think I even had any idea who Kyle Mooney was uh, when these commercials um, were airing. And this also um, stars a man who is known as... Gordon. I don't want him in the family. The more people we have, the more we save. He already owes me money for like four pizzas. We all get separate bills. Besides, if you don't like Gordon, why did you invite him this weekend? I didn't invite him. He just like shows up. It's pronounced Gordon. Hey, let's go, honey. Those tacos ain't gonna eat themselves over there. Tacos. They look great, by the way. That's her weird hamster husband at the very end. Uh, very visual commercial. Hard to describe if you've never seen it, but... um. You probably have. Yep. <laughs> if you haven't, just Google. It's pronounced Gordon. God, Pete. I know. How are we doing on time? We're fine. I am just like slappy. I got almost zero sleep last night. Uh, but we're fine. We're only 45 minutes in the show. We're clipping along. I'm having a good time. I don't want the listeners to think I'm disrespecting them. I am just <laughs> laughing at myself because I cannot even form sentences anymore. And you know I'm not good at it on a good day all right uh we are up to episode number 69 oscars the 69 dude uh oscars the grouch i take it this was our oscars show our academy award yes and i like the olympics i hate the oscars um (laughs) and i hate all things that people love that celebrate i don't know the human spirit the human spirit Uh uh-huh um no i just like watching Hollywood jerk itself off is just not on my to-do list. Yeah, I'm not really into it either. Um, Disney World's Pandora. Does this ring a bell? Yes, it does. I can't remember what's... Oh, the very last shot of this is one of the weird... It was not... (laughs) People did not like it. So so. Pandora is the name of the ride or the experience. Yes, thank you. (laughs) The The world of Avatar. That the Imagineers cooked up. The world of Avatar. And it recently opened at, um, I guess, Disney World, probably. Not Disneyland. Um, And it's, you know, it's a sort of an experience to go with the movie Avatar. And I guess it's umpteen sequels that are in the works. Um, And it's like 
James Cameron like telling you how amazing it is, but the last voice you hear is a and it's a computer generated Navi, one of the blue people, and it is hardcore in the uncanny valley. When people visit Pandora, the first thing that hits them is the scope. No. It's a world. by the way. I guarantee you it's the price. I was going to say. <laughs> I'll bet you the cost of admission. I'll bet you a, I'll bet you a ticket to Pandora I, I, it's the price. Many, I, not to be sexist necessarily, but how many fathers do you think have grumbled a swear word under their breath when they arrive there and they realize how much money that is to get their whole family into uh, Pandora? This is one of those ones that would make my dad do the creaky sound with his wallet. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that hits them is the scope. It's a world. It's the only place where you can fly on a banshee. It's a thrill. You're going to plunge. You're going to dive. You're going to swoop. It's like dreaming with your eyes wide open. Sounds horrifying. I look forward to seeing you on Pandora. Stop! Well, not take Go back to the Uncanny Valley, please. I do think we have a listener who either works for Disney or was going to have an opportunity to see Pandora in Oh, yeah. Life. I think that's Nick down in... Uh, sometimes we call him um, uh, Rick or something. But uh, no, Nick... Uh, <laughs> Nick, sometimes we call you Rick. <laughs> on TBTL. You're welcome. On, oh, Ed. He called in. His name sometimes, is Nick. Nick, sometimes we call you Ed. <laughs> because on the phone, sometimes he sounds like an Ed. Um, but anyway, yeah, he works down there. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe we could use a follow-up. Maybe. Yeah, I'd love a follow-up on if, if it's actually cool and, like, is it... Is it worth my dad's creaky wallet joke? Um, I really wish I hadn't said dads because in this day and age, I'm sure it's all kinds of parents who are going down there. Don't worry. Sexism is like legally mandated now. (laughs) Swearing under their breath. Um, Episode number 70 uh, must have been another um, cheese and G's because the title is nothing but a G (laughs) thing. Um, And it featured one of my least favorite commercials in the goddamn world, the Capital One Venture card featuring Jennifer Garner and her stupid dad <laughs> and her telling a complete bullshit story. Yeah. When I first started working with Capital One, my dad called them up and asked for the Jennifer Garner card, which no, is such a dad thing to do. No, it's After not. After he gave his name, the woman from Capital One said, Mr. Garner, are you related to Jennifer? No, she kind didn't. Of joking with him. And my dad was so proud to tell her, as a matter of fact, she is my middle daughter. So now dad has the venture card. He's earning his double miles. And he made a friend of the company. Can I say it? Go ahead. What's in your wallet? <laughs> yeah. I just noticed dad. that she's sitting in a, on what appears to be the set of her other commercial. Because yeah. there's like a fake interior of an airplane behind her yes and we've seen her in the interior of that airplane like kind of walking up the aisle although i don't like that commercial that does i do kind of like that detail um we were going to do a show that was all kind of like meta like on the set right because there's one for the general yeah right now we can do that no we have two of them yeah (laughs) all right um episode number 71 this is lies damned lies and health food commercial oh that rings a bell we looked at commercials that Implicitly or explicitly, try to claim. (laughs) claim, I trust you implicitly. Try to claim that their food is healthy. Uh, I think we all remember the debacle of KFC trying to claim that they were uh, a low carb Uh, food. Right. Um, This was one that I'm going to just narrate it uh, because there's not a lot of talking, but I thought it was sort of the most egregious. 
uh, or one of the most egregious. It's for Coca-Cola, and it's a fairly recent ad. Coca-Cola, as we all know, is killing us because it's sugar water. And this is about like how you, you how you live versus how your grandpa lives. Right. This is the split lived. screen ad. And it's a split screen. So on one half, you have you, the modern man, driving to work. You're busy. You're stressed. Uh, you're eating too much breakfast. Uh, you eat carbs for snack. And then on the other side, your grandpa's like eating an apple and walking and eating a smaller lunch. Um, Outside in the park that he walked to. Right. And so he's just living a healthier life. Um, so I don't know what the story here is. Like, he can have a Coca-Cola, but so can you. But you shouldn't because you're eating garbage. And well, this is part of... I guess of, it's like, go live more like he did. Yeah, this is actually part of um, Coke's campaign, almost like quasi-public service campaign, trying to get in front of all of the negative press because people kind of see... Before they get regulated like cigarettes. Like cigarettes, exactly. They say that, you know, these sodas are the next cigarettes. And so there's a... Um, a text screen in here that says live like grandpa did move more eat well yeah. take it easy and so coke has this whole campaign about trying to get I guess the lesson more. or the the takeaway is like the life that you see modern man living is bad mm-hmm. go live more like grandpa did in the past uh on episode number 72 we called that one game day it was march 21st of 2017 and you and i both made up games to touch <laughs> to test each other's commercial acumen um you made up a game perfume or Tori Amos. Basically, you're ripping off my um, chocolate or yes. sexy, sexy R&B. I'm still not over that. Yet you get all the credit all the time. <laughs> uh, my game was called Faking It. I came up with a bunch of, um, I think, real but odd slogans and That's products. Right. And you had to guess. Um, you had to guess what the reality was. So one of the questions was, which of these was a real slogan for a boating company? Don't go half mast. Know your dick, <laughs> you and your Johnson, or keeping the trim tight for 40 years. <laughs> and I think we all know the answer. Sunrise, I caught a prize. You, you're making your Johnson. Party nights, summer whites. You, your friends, and your Johnson. Rooster tails, water trails. You, your kids, and your Johnson. Saturday nights, distant lights. You, your girl, and your Johnson. <laughs> Why is there not a slogan called Keeping you the Trim Type for 40 years? <laughs> I gotta say, I remember having a really good time writing those dirty are, uh, alternatives for fantastic. that one. Um, and I remember I had a crisis in the middle of the show. I thought, you know what? I must have gotten taken. Right. This must be a fake but ad. But then it was real. We've had so many people write in and say, yeah. nope, you know, my uh, my dad or whoever in my family had... Uh, Dads again. Again, my dad, who was the breadwinner and was the only one who paid for us. And also the only Pandora. boat owner. <laughs> anyway, a lot of uh, confirmation that that's a real commercial from the 70s or early 80s, uh, which leaves us at episode number 70. Three, uh, ad council at ad extravaganza. <clears throat> you don't like that one? Mm, that's a Genevieve <laughs> title, I can tell. I do love my portman don'ts. So that was uh, this. Uh, this was just a um, uh, a show where we went through listener feedback and from the ad council. Yeah, that's right. And I um, I, I picked one that I I forget who sent this in, and obviously, like I did a real shitty job on uh, 
doing my research here, but this was <laughs> one that someone sent in. Thank you, someone, for E-Trade. And they did a whole campaign around uh, sort of wordplay. They had one that was like, Retires the guy who's in retirement who collects tires. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is one that I just thought the wordplay was good. I thought the performance was good, and it's done by a guy who's either cosplaying or is supposed to actually be Benedict Arnold, um, and it's all around trading and traitorousness. I am Benedict Arnold, the infamous traitor, and I know a thing or two about trading. So I trade with E Trade. Where true traders trade on a trademark trade platform that has all the the computer trader. I won't. I won't. I love these little fifteen seconders, just like really tight, funny, punchy, and as long as the lines are delivered well. um... Are you trade the ones who did that campaign I complained about? That uh, like the don't get mad, get even, or get get yours or whatever the the yacht guy, the stupidest guy in your high school just bought a yacht. Is there any chance that that's a Meritrade? No, TD Ameritrade are the ones with the guy oh, in the green pool room. Right? God, I don't know. Is it C Trade? I don't know. I think it's. I think it's E Trade. Um, so I like their. I like their wordplay campaign. Yeah, go back to that then. Yeah, make Genevieve happy for once. Episode number seventy four. This is a title. I'm pretty sure you take credit for this one. Possibly our best. Certainly up there. Uh, title: Carbonate Your Descent. We were um, actually. I. I think we led the show by talking with our friend Amy Walensky, who actually featured this very podcast in one of her graduate-level marketing classes. So we had her on the show to uh, discuss how that whole thing went. Uh, Still don't have any TV deals, so apparently not that great. Did we get Um, a free master's out of it at least? We got nothing. We got nothing. But we killed some time with Amy on the show, and that was fun. Um, uh, and the reason we called it Carbonate Your Descent was because then we delved into commercials in the news that week. I would say this is still probably the biggest commercial news of 2017. Totally. It was, of course, the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial. Where we just see... I don't even have to describe this one, right? Everybody knows. It's the, all of the... It's art, all of LA's artist class. Uh... And then a march for something generic and non-threatening. This was... Let me look at the date that we were talking about this. This was uh, April of 2017. So we're a few months after inauguration at this point. And after there's the pro- Women's March. protests all over the place. And so uh, Pepsi is trying to um, kind of get on that. Everybody, you love all of their generic... Um, uh, protest Unite, posters, right? Peace. <laughs> oh my God! Start a conversation. And Kendall Jenner's in the don't middle. Don't get too mad. I wish there was a sign that said "Don't get too mad." Listen. Listen. Um. <laughs> and Kendall Jenner is in the middle of a uh, a sexy photo shoot, and then suddenly she realizes the world uh, has bigger things going on than her photo shoot. So she takes off like her generic, wig. Generic, meaningless protest. And she joins the revolution uh and it was pulled immediately there was so much backlash for just to- oh that's right and then of course the big payoff at the end is she hands a police officer a pepsi oh my god insult to injury it was so bad never was never was the backlash more deserved she's still kind of reeling from that i mean that still comes up kendall jenner is like there are so many things that she's famous for is she yet the that prego is- one or is that kylie one, I- of, one of the younger one one of the jenner girls is prego let me look and then only maybe, right? It hasn't been confer- confirmed. Uh, I don't know. Kylie. I think it's Kylie. Okay. I don't think that the family has confirmed that. But the fact that I know that 
saddens me. Well, anyway, like half of like half the Kardashians are pregnant right now. Are we in episode number seventy five? Um. Yes, Dadvertising. We used that twice, by the way. We, we used did? it not as a title of the show, but we used it as an internal title. I re- realized on the show we had my dad on early on. It was like episode number five or something. Oh, but we didn't call that one Dadvertising. We did in the show. We said uh, a segment we called Dadvertising. Okay, just a segment, though. Um, this is for um, a commercial for AngelSoft. and the toilet paper. It is. Oh, I know. So this was the show that we did with Aaron Roden, right? Sure. Uh, I think it was. And we talked about commercials that like rely on this dad like dad narrative, daddy daughter narrative. No, I don't think so. We did daddy daughters. Is that a separate one? Yeah, I think that's a different one. Well, this is a commercial for Angelsoft, and I don't remember how we got to it, uh, or if Aaron Roden was involved or what happened <laughs> or anything. But- I don't know. <laughs> what show is this? Is this the Grapes of Red? I know, right? Where are we? Who are you? What is happening? This is not my beautiful podcast. <laughs> we have talked a lot about dads and daughter, daddy daughter commercials and how uh-huh. they fit this mold, right? That they're just like all the stages of the daughter's life. And this kind of does fit the mold, but I think it works really well. And it's about a single dad and all the sort of trials and travails that he has to go through raising a daughter, like when she gets her period or when she deals with a breakup. And throughout the Throughout the many milestones of her life, Angel Soft Toilet Paper is helpful. Uh, um, you are right. I am wrong. I don't know why I ever even try to disagree. Special <laughs> guest and dad spurt, Aaron Roden, returns to help Genevieve and Andrew break down the many ads that rely on the daddy-daughter bond to sell stuff. This was um, from, I guess this would have been May. So you're absolutely right. And here's the Angel Soft commercial called Just Dad. Extended cut. When she's a little baby, Sorry, no changing table in the men's. He has to go in the women's room, and he gets a real stink eye from a lady. Different generation. In her day and age, men did not uh, go into the women's room to change the diaper. There she is. Now she's coming out of the women's room by herself, and she's a little big, a little older. Hey, hey, hey! Now she's a teen, and she's going into the bathroom. You're becoming a woman. Dad. Okay, I'm leaving. Smooth. And now he's showing her how to shave her legs on his own leg. He's shaving his own leg. And then he takes a little piece of toilet paper and uses it to uh, blot a little uh, cut he gives himself. And now she's crying after a bad date. Hey. When you're raising a child. Guys are the worst. He's soft. Yep. When you're doing it alone. Be strong. And then he gives her a little toilet paper Life to dry her softness. tears. Um, yes. I like that slogan. When you're raising a child, be soft. When you're doing it alone, be strong. Soft I like everything about that. I think it's, you know, it's, it's very much in the mold of the daddy-daughter commercial uh, sort of structure. But I think that does does it really well. Very well. And also, you know, we talk about how tough it is to make uh, commercials for a product that you wipe your ass with. Yeah. And they did a really good job of it. It's no Sir even... Froggy, but. <laughs> no. Uh, episode number 76 was um, also from, I think I said May before. We're in April of 2017. Uh, it was called Search Party. I'm sure there's a good reason for that. We were mostly talking about commercials in the news. Oh, I know, because there were all of the um, commercials uh, for that were trying to take advantage of your search engines. Uh, Burger oh, King right. had this um, yes. 
had this ad that purposely triggered your Google Home device. And I think if I play it here, it'll be self-explanatory. You're watching a 15-second Burger King ad, which is unfortunately not enough time to explain all the fresh ingredients in the Whopper sandwich. But I got an idea. Okay, Google, what is the Whopper burger? You're watching a 15-second... And now uh, this video I'm watching shows that again, and it shows how that activated somebody's at-home device. Okay, Google, what is the Whopper burger? According to Wikipedia, the Whopper is a hamburger consisting of a flame-grilled quarter-pound beef patty, sesame seed bun. And um, that ticked off Google. I think they put a block on that. I'm pretty sure that if you're listening right now, that did not activate your Google devices. I think they figured out a way to kind of filter that out. But then immediately, remember, they followed up by doing that same ad with – they had just had a woman's voice oh, voicing it over. So it kept that's working. Right. It was they like were, a, it they was did like a really arms bad race. dub yeah. over it. Um, that was pretty cool. Episode number 77 would have been on your list, I believe. It was, and I just remembered to do this one. So while that was happening... Wait, you weren't hanging on my every word? (laughs) Uh, We did a show about ads that I... And I apologize, I did not grab the name of it, but we did a show about ads that take place in kind of a fantasy world. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one was one that I think people were... It got people talking. It was a Mr. Clean ad called The Cleaner of Your Dreams. You hated this one. And I really did not care for it. Um, It sexualizes an uncanny Mr. Clean in a weird way. Uh, But it's a woman who's watching a sort of cartoon virtual Mr. Clean clean, and it's like turning her on only to realize that it's her, you know, schlubby husband. And like, it's this, again... Uncanny Valley, Mister Clean character. Why do they just hire a dude who looks like him if they're if they're so committed to this? Because nobody is narrative. this hot. No one. I mean, he this is hot. mopping at one point and like jiggling his butt There's all over like the place. There's like fifty guys in L.A. that are this hot. If you put out, a, I could put out a casting call and get some guy that looks like that. And then she jumps his bones when uh, he turns into her actual schlubby husband, and she realizes it was just a fantasy. Um... Oh, God. How did I end up getting both the Kendall Jenner ad ad, and this (laughs) fucking Heineken ad? By the way, another great show title. If I can pat ourselves on the back, we call this one I Heineken't Even. (laughs) Everybody was talking about this stupid Heineken ad where uh, they tried to uh, supposedly put a bunch of people with very different worldviews together to assemble some sort of Ikea-like furniture. Um, And, you know, like they had like some transphobic person. They paired him up, I believe, with a trans woman. They should have called this ad false equivalency. Oh, my God. I would describe my political views as the new right. I say that I'm left. I would call you a Nazi. Not the woman on the left. Right. Feminism today is man-hating. I would describe myself as a feminist 100%. Each knows nothing about the other. So these people are talking directly to the camera, um, and then they pair up, and then they have to f- do this project together. And then at the end, um, they realize they've been building a bar, right? And they sit at the bar. These, you know, these they don't all sit down together, right? It's a bunch of these pairs sit down. Yeah, I don't and they know. learn about each other. I think there other. are a couple that are like so offensive that they don't they don't follow up on like what some of them think. 
but they yeah because it's it's not fair like you when you what I can't get into this again yeah it's I mean just, it's, it's they true. have they have somebody who's like so transphobic that they don't even like identify this other person practically as a human being yeah but the trans person is supposed to just be like oh well we have to listen we to all, all have sides to learn. yeah both sides no that's it's not the ultimate both of sides. both sides uh, and I wonder if this ad would have been released after Trump's Charlottesville comments I'll bet you not well I don't think it was released in the United States anyway I think it was uh, a British ad got a was, lot I of guess, press yeah in the US. it was kind of an online thing. The thing was like four minutes long. Um, all right, did you actually do your homework for episode number yes, 79? I, counting is very hard. It's not easy. No. Uh, this was for another Battle of the Spokes Critters, our third in the series. And I, what else could I play other than the horrific Snuggle ad? Like the voice of Snuggle the bear, which was against en- the Energizer Bunny. Uh, it was. This was our creepster edition. This is our creepster to my edition. Notes. Yes, uh, but I I won't make us play the 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 Energizer one. I don't think has any audio, but the Snuggle one sure as hell does. One fabric softener has that special snuggly softness your family loves. Hi, I'm Snuggle. Snuggly softness that feels so good. Look, I get towels fluffy, <laughs> blankets cuddly, and clothes stay fresh. <sighs> For 14 days with my Snuggle Fresh Release Scent Droplets. And I cost less than the leading brand. Let's make the world a softer place. Let's snuggle. Like, what were they thinking with that voice? It's so unpleasant. I think that um, that Heineken ad also wanted to use the phrase, let's make the world a softer place. Yeah. Uh, ATM episode number 80, recorded in May of 2017. I don't get it. I remember why we did this one because Nick Ollers had uh, our buddy and your co-host on Grapes Are Red had texted us about a commercial. I think it was the commercial where the kid is so hungry he could eat a horse, but then he starts eating some sort of like snack food slash the horse, candy the instead. Horse brings him a horse brings him some food that's not a horse. Right, right, right. And, and he didn't kind of. It, it took Nick a long time to realize that the joke was, "I'm so hungry, I could eat a horse." Um, anyway, so that was the theme: commercials that we either don't get or didn't get at first. Um, and oh, of course, of course, I put this one in here: the uh, Heritage Distilling brown sugar bourbon ad there's just a car driving towards a mountain oh yes it feels so crazy and now we can hear that somebody is saying bsb brown sugar bourbon over top of the engine sound and the whole thing was a callback to a classic old Rainier beer commercial here in this part of the country where a motorcycle was driving on a similar road and a voice said, Rainier beer. How many times do you think I've done that on the show? Mm, a lot. It's my love language. All right. <laughs> um, episode number 81. Oh, J.D. Power Move. Yes. That's a good title. Well, we talked. The reason we called it J.D. Power Move was that it, we talked at length about the the story behind the story of those Chevy focus group yeah. ads because someone who had been recruited to be one of the quote unquote real people in the ads kind of described his whole experience yeah. and, and really like pulled back the curtain. Kind of like an expose, except it seemed pretty fair. Yeah. Um, so I actually didn't replay another. I didn't want to replay the Chevy ads because we already talked yeah. about those. So I pulled one from the ad council and this was not, actually not an ad, but something that uh, we really fell in love with. The Wendy's cold drink training video. Right. We did a whole show on training videos. Inspired a whole show on training videos. All right. Just want me to hit play on this? Yes. 
So we know that this is uh, kind of l- early 90s, late 80s, maybe. It the sure girl- looks like 80s to me. Really? I mean, it's I'm always so wrong old. about that. Um, I just like how it's, I mean, well, when did Straight Up Don't, Straight Up Don't Tell Me come out? Because it's clearly based on that. Oh, right. Yeah. Keeps the phone down now, isn't that clever? If the still phone, let it settle down. Don't and there's a whole series of these. There's the hot drinks. Yeah, you learned, you actually learned something from one of these, right? Or you, every time you go to fill up your soda now, isn't there a lesson you learned from this video that you were reminded of? Um, you're definitely supposed to fill it up to like this one line that's in the cup. Mm. Um, it's a very educational song. It is. No, I mean, they're just trying to make they the world a, grill, a softer place. They have a really crazy grill uh, uh, promotion or training video. Um Good stuff. Uh, episode number 82 was called Fancy Feasts. Um, I think we should have named it You Fancy, huh? Um, this was a bunch of kind of crappy-ish fast food and chain restaurants. And hey, listen, I eat fast food and I love chain restaurants. Um, but uh, what was the name of the chain restaurant we couldn't think of the other day uh, The with the Orc Heart? Orc Heart. Oh, um, claim, jumpers. claim jumpers. Yeah, I'll go back to claim jumpers any day. But it is hilarious when these types of um, restaurants try to make it seem like they're super fancy. And I think Taco Bell is kind of the king of those things yeah. with this uh, Taco Bell Cantina Bowl commercial featuring Chef Lorena Garcia. And I'll tell you what, man, when they hired her to uh, kind of add some sizzle to the Taco Bell menu, she had some suggestions that... I don't know, man. Those corporate types weren't ready to hear it first. Yeah. Speaking of burrito bowl, I think it made Taco Bell a little bit nervous. Mostly because they're used to wrapping everything in a tortilla. But I say, guys, lose the tortilla and share these beautiful ingredients with the world. Yeah, this Amazing beautiful ingredients. Beans, beautiful marinated chicken, chunks of avocado in your guacamole. If you want to show people you're changing, show them you're changing. People are going to love this. That's kind they're of an apology ad, too. Like, yeah. they're trying to really pivot here, right? right? They're trying to compete with the fast, casual um, uh, uh, type of... You know, Chipotle. totally mistaking who their core. I mean, I think I like the way Jack in the Box has gone with their marketing. They just where they're leaned like, into, the, just stoner leaned into crowd. the stoner crowd. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, you got couch lock. Guess what? <laughs> couch lock uh, episode. I don't know if I've ever heard that term before. Um, episode. Well, then you, my friend, are not reading the descriptions at ounce. The marijuana <laughs> store. <laughs> episode number. I know I stand in front of the wall for a really long time. <laughs> um, episode number eighty-three was called Training Day. Oh, yes. so that's where the 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 thing you played last time inspired a whole show of training videos. Absolutely, because I think a listener sent us. In, I forget now how we came across the cold drinks training video, but it inspired um, us to get uh, listeners to send in other training videos. And then I went down a real rabbit hole. Um, and one of my favorite ones from an episode full of favorites is this McDonald's cleaning training video uh, set to Michael Jackson's "Beat It." This is also just my theme song. Yeah, it is. And there's work to be done. It doesn't have to be a drag. Let's make it fun. Yes. 
start singing this to you every Saturday. See if I can get you to spiffy up the kitchen a little bit. I mean, you can sing this to me as much as you want. I won't complain. I won't help clean. Wait, you literally won't complain if I sing this to you as much as I want. Do you have any idea how much I want to sing that to you constantly? I've heard you complain about my singing before, kiddo. Well, let's see. Um, Episode number 84 was called Radio On. You let me do something weird, which I appreciate. I, uh, you know, this is the, you know, kind of the heart of baseball season, June of 2017. I'm listening to uh, AM radio constantly, listening to the baseball games and then the analysis and everything that goes along with uh, watching the Mariners lose painfully. And uh, I wanted to share a bunch of the commercials I was hearing on the radio with you because some of them are so crazy. And instead of playing an actual commercial from that show, I'm going to play the montage I made of advertisers trying to jam sports cliches into their commercials on sports radio it is so bad (laughs) don't get sacked by a plumbing heating or electrical problem call beacon plumbing and they'll take care of you it's the goal of every baseball team to be the very best being the best has been the goal of lee johnson chevrolet for 84 years every day the spine care teams at evergreen health score breakthroughs for patients suffering from back pain if your financial advisor is no longer knocking them out of the park send them to the showers and make your own investment decisions what? hit a home run on your next paint or stain project and get a great value by seeing the pros in miller paint at Les schwab tires we think the amazing sponsorship deals and contracts shouldn't just go to professional baseball players so we're proud to sponsor every driver this season hit a home run with your friends and family Take them on a train. <laughs> I do love that one. Hit a home run with your friends and family. Take them on a train. Take them on a train. It's like the Mariners of transportation. Um, episode 85, I'm going to say it, cheese and G's. G's Louise, it's cheese and G's. Yes. <laughs> Was this our fifth cheese and G's? I think so. Did I stop labeling them on the show sheet? Oh, I did. We yeah. sort of like, you know, we, we like, have a super consistent naming convention. Numbers can't keep them down what what could make me more mad what do i have a bigger g for <laughs> than match.com you have a raging g i have right a now, raging dude. g <laughs> for match.com i hate their ads i hate this mansplainer this one is especially horrifying because it's it, like basically a a, t- a kit for stalking um like disguised as a feature of their product. Um, this is where he talks about missed connections and he like berates these women for not having their match.com turned on when they're at the brunch place so that some random stranger can know that they're there and that they might want to date him because he goes to their GD brunch place. <laughs> He's, uh, how do I describe this man on the street? He looks like a guy who absolutely loves the movie Swingers. Oh, totally. Like Vegas, baby. Yes, just go about their day he still says that. Try a new feature for Match. So click on Missed Connections right there. Cross paths with Brad near 9th Street. That's my favorite brunch place. He's cute. Looks like he goes to my gym. So I see Emma here, and I passed her three times today. Six times. Ugh, four times. Oh you didn't know. Now I do. What do you think that means? You keep crossing paths. I mean, we're going the same places. Yeah, you are. We like the same things that we would agree on where to go to brunch. Match. Better ways to make a real Yeah, match. I mean, listen, bad commercial, but also very bra- bad product slash Yeah, I service, feel like I right? constantly need to highlight what a bad product that is just as a public service announcement. Yeah. Um, episode number 86 was from the end of June of 2017. Uh, it was an episode called Surprise, Surprise, Surprise. Surprise, Surprise. 
fun. This was your idea for a show, I think, to um, come up with uh, a bunch of um, commercials that had kind of twist endings. Yes. Um, this was one that I liked uh, for a French condom ad that really had a surprise ending. Um, you think it's, I don't know what you think it's for, but you it's see, great. You see like a, a, a young man in a grocery store, right? And right. here's a baby crying. Well, it's a, no, he, a has, he has like a sort of a school age kid. It looks like maybe a six year old. It's with him. The, it, the it, boy is with <laughs> the him. The boy is with him. And he's acting like a total brat. Yeah, he won't take his, he won't let him buy the candies. And he starts having sweeties. a total meltdown. I want those sweeties. And the, the dad is just like at his wits end. Everyone in the store is just, you know, cluck clucking. The kid's now having a complete fucking meltdown. Use condoms. <laughs> at the very end, it just says use condoms. Oh, That's for Zazu man. I know. Uh, I think about that every time. I hear a kid screaming in a situation like that. And they like really that. let that screaming yes, breathe. Yes, that really taps into a part of my personality that I'm not super proud of. <laughs> um, episode number 87? We did a show called This American Dream where we each came to the show with a set of commercials. I had to def- I had to bring commercials that showed that we are still... It was a debate format. It was like a debate on format. On July 4th, I believe. Yes, and my commercials had to defend the idea that they're, we're preserving the American dream. And your commercials that you brought were like the counterpoint that the American dream is dead. Okay, and so which one was this? This is one of mine. This is for the National Association of Realtors. And it was right on the money, which I had the easier task, to be honest, because um, you know, like I, I found commercials that were about homeownership and... Uh, like retirement and things that like, you know, sort of bolster the idea of an American dream. This one is for uh, the National Association of Realtors. And I just like this one. It was um, this idea about that you can buy your own home and that they can help you. And it's I think it's literally called the American dream. The American dream. It's more than tank tops, fireworks and high cholesterol. There's a guy kind of walking around an outdoor barbecue. That you won't. Because homeownership. Well, that's as American as ditching the metric system. You think we put men on the moon so future generations could say, buying a house seems hard? We don't think so. So we won't rest until we fulfill your domestic destiny. I mean, we'll sleep. But not that soundly. (laughs) It's very good because I think you just said this. It, It... it gives into some jingoism while also kind of doing it in a winking sort of yeah. way so that you, it just really can appeal to, I think, um, wherever you fall on the spectrum. Yeah, I think it's it has a nice light touch. Patriotism, yeah. Episode number 88 was uh, also in July, of course, and it was called You Can Do Better. These were a bunch of commercials, I think, for products that we liked but we were really disappointed in the commercials for them. And the one we always come back to are these Sound Transit Voice of Reason commercials. Sound Transit is the public transportation service in this part of the country. And uh, and their spokesperson for a long time was this nagging, annoying old lady who was kind of always telling younger people um, how they should live their lives, including taking transportation, which really made you just feel like, oh, why do I want to associate myself with you or or this naggy idea? Yeah. Um, And so here's one where she would pop up in various places and kind of surprise people. 
Yeah. She's also a weird way of doing it. And she's sort it. of a, like a personified, she's the voice of reason. So she's sort of quasi real in this universe. Like she, other people can't see her, but the, the subject of her tirade can. In this case, some guy is at work and he's buying some, uh, you know, something out of a vending machine, a snack out of a vending machine. And suddenly she appears inside the vending machine to make sure that he doesn't get candy or something bad for him, but instead something fibrous. Good morning, sleepyhead. Good. I just sat in traffic for two hours and then I circled the block ten times looking for parking. Who are you? The voice of reason, sweetie. Take sound transit. Relax. Don't even think about traffic and parking. Nice. Thank you, voice of reason lady. You can never have too much fiber. He doesn't even get the candy bar he wanted after no. his shitty commute. I don't like um I don't like him much either. I mean, if they were gonna do the they should they need to make the bus seem young and fun and I mean they say the words about it being convenient but now I'm going to associate tra- public transportation with this old lady and that it's like yeah, something and, that's good and for they don't you even have don't make the- it good for me make it sexy show people just show the hottest people making out on the bus well 30 as seconds as a bus rider don't show 30 that. seconds of just sucking face Ugh. the hottest but people but I agree with find. you with your larger point which is that showing me a generic bar of fiber as the you know corollaries the food uh, counterpart to riding the bus is not doing it. No. Episode number 89. One of my favorite episodes and definitely one of my favorite episode titles. Right place, Ron time. <laughs> Our friend Ron Upshaw of the Ron and Don show uh, graced us with his presence. We had so much fun and he is a true radio professional. So what else could I look it up in the book? Have <laughs> played. But we asked Ron to do a cold read of the pro- of a of a product called Cool Sculpting uh, for like a, an on air ad that he might do for that product, and boy did he deliver! This is a true story. I have love handles. Is this a solution for me? <laughs> oh, it doesn't talk anything about love handles in this, but we'll. I'm giving you a out. 90 second bed. Take as much time within that that you want. Hey, it's Ron here for Cool Sculpting. Let me tell you, like when you get older into middle age. There's some stuff that starts to happen. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe your chin just you got jumps this, right in. He's so chin, good. Has a double chin. And you're just like, what can I do about this? Uh, maybe it's around the love handles. Maybe it's the back of your arms. You're like, ah, I don't want to be that person <laughs> going into my 50s, 60s, and 70s. Let me tell you about cool sculpting, okay? If you want a procedure and don't want to actually go under the knife, this is for you. It's an FDA-cleared alternative to liposuction. And basically what it does is it's a fat freezing technology that helps you sculpt your body into a more younger look, all right? Now, this may not be for everybody, but if it's for you and it's piquing your interest, you need to check it out. And and here's what I want you to do. Just go in for an absolutely free consultation. No (laughs) questions asked. Uh, They're going to talk about the areas that you're concerned about. This is about you feeling better about yourself. When you look in the mirror, this is about you. So go in, just meet with them, get your questions answered, and if you think it's going to be the right solution for you, I'm just telling you, cool sculpting is a great alternative. I'm actually going to get it now. (laughs) That's That's how good that was. Oh my God, he's so he's the best. He is amazing. I heard a, a real cool sculpting ad on I the know. radio the other day, but it was not Ron doing it. It wasn't his station. And I'll tell you what, 
it wasn't as good. Episode number 90 was in late July of this year, and it was called, Do You Even Work Here? <laughs> Which, we struggled with the title for that one, yes. but I'm glad we came up with that because it was about celebrity creative directors. We talked about Matthew McConaughey's... Yes. McConaughey? His uh, takeover of um, his Wild Turkey? Yes, his pretensions to add uh, wizarding. Yeah, because certain companies will hire um, celebrities not just to be in their commercials, but to hire them as their chief creative oh, or to kind yeah. of take over a campaign so they get the input. Until they're until that celebrity gets caught using a competitor. And I'm not going to use the McConaughey tape here. <laughs> um, I am going to go with a, a commercial that you played for me. That I, I'm. This one stood out to me only because I think I went on an epic rant after this one. <laughs> that sounds right. It was for uh, HP. They were um, advertising a camera, I think a digital camera, and the commercial starred Gwen Stefani. Sometimes it's so hard to find what it is I'm trying to say. People might think you can turn creativity on and off, but it's not like that. It just kind of comes out. A mashup of all these things you collect in your mind. You never know when it's going to happen, but when it does, it's like magic. You also never know when it's going to dry up for a decade. What have you been doing, Gwen? It's just that hard. Shots fired. I don't know why that commercial drives me so crazy. And I know I'm going to say the same exact thing I said last time. But all I hear when I, when I hear that commercial is this. Creativity to me is just like, it's like a bird, like a friendly bird that embraces all <laughs> ideas and just like shoots out of its eyes all kinds of beauty <laughs> that's real that's real tape from uh gwen stefani right there uh-huh. um episode number 91 well, this will cheer you up because this is uh gogurt oh, uh, yeah. new campaign about their easy to open uh gogurt tubes <laughs> starring um two little boys tim and charlie as old men okay that's right and they really were addressing that's the one thing about this ad campaign that I also like. While the product seems stupid to me, I wouldn't touch Gogurt with your spoon. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I said that last time. Um, and we've uh, had parents tell us that it's uh, it's not the healthiest kid yogurt. But it's also, hey, listen, I'm not a parent. I don't give a shit what you feed your kids. But um, <laughs> I really don't. Um, but and you know, I'm sure I ate much. I'm plan on eating much worse as soon as we're done recording here. Um, but these Gogurt tubes had a problem with opening, right? So yeah. these ads, not only were they very clever having these two little kids act like these old men, but they're really on point. Yes. They really they try make- to address this issue about easier to open packages. Tim and Charlie, fourth graders. Third graders today. They don't know how easy they've got it. Their new Gogurt tubes are easy open. Those things used to be impossible. And PE consists of sitting around on mats. Now everybody breathe. The kids are doing yoga. Hippies. What are they going to work on tomorrow? Blinking. New easy open Gogurt. Kids never had it so easy. Oh, just so good on so many different levels. Yeah, great campaign. They just are killing it over there at Gogurt. <laughs> Never thought I'd say those words. <laughs> Episode number 92. Know your place. Oh, this was supposed to be all about hometown pride. Um, and the one that, of course, oh, I played goodness. was 
my favorite barista girl for this Alaska Airlines Visa card. With the Alaska Airlines Visa signature card, you get a companion ticket every year. So why not take someone that you see all the time? Someone like, well, I don't know, <laughs> me. I mean, I always spell your name right and put a little unicorn in your phone. No pressure, but I really need to get out of here. They've been playing the same playlist for three months, and I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to eat scones for dinner this many days in a row. Mexico, Hawaii, Costa Rica, I don't really know. <laughs> I'm a quick packer. Let me ask you a question. If she had a different voice, because she has a very distinctive mm-hmm. and very like low, husky voice there. If she has a different voice, are you into her? Maybe not. It's, it, I really think she's playing it. And I, I watched, because I am a creeper, um, I did look her up. I think you mentioned the actress's name on the episode where we were talking about it. I don't remember And I right looked now. it up, and she's, you know, she's in L.A. She's trying to get parts. I didn't see her in any other commercials, but she and... Um, some other uh, young women around her age are part of it. it. Might be a web only series, but she plays a completely different character in it, and I'm not interested. Um, and by the way, this is kind of an update, a public update here, because <laughs> when we first talked about this commercial, I was the first one to say like having it be like you know kind of encouraging people to flirt with their baristas, not even flirt, but like ask them to go to a different country with you for a weekend. Like it's just, it's problematic in that way. But I said, but I find myself like sort of attracted to her. And now it's just like, I realized Ron, who we were just talking about the other day, he for some reason texted me a, a screenshot of that. I'm pretty sure campaign. you already told this story on did I tell episode it last week one hundo part one yes and I I got to it and I in my heart skipped a beat and I was like oh no that's it I just have a crush on her not even that actress but that character there's something about it and you mention her voice and I do think there's something almost like the character of Flo I don't have, I just think that um, what's her name Courtney Stephanie uh, Courtney Stephanie Courtney I mean she's just killing that role she's hilarious. Uh, but I, don't, I wouldn't say I have a crush on her, but there is something almost like kind of very theatrical and funny about her presentation there. And that is why I love her, Genevieve. I know. And that is why I'm not apologizing for it anymore. <laughs> okay. I hope we'll be very happy together. Um, listen, we are in episode 93. Is that correct? Yes. We still have, I only had a list of four commercials I that mean, I, I was going to be super disappointed. Can you think of an ad campaign that. We've talked about 92 commercials so far, and we haven't even mentioned probably the ad campaign that has been a driving force on this podcast since almost day one. Is it the Colonel? Did neither one of us put any goddamn Colonel commercials in our list? I don't know how I missed it. I think I, when I was going through these, I just sort of went with my gut, and I didn't give it, I didn't like think too hard about it. Um, so I think I don't. I don't think I did include any kernel stuff in mine. I can't believe it. And there's one more on my Just list. I mean, the that's cracks. the most surprising one, certainly. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess? Because I don't think you're going to have this. Um, yeah, you're not going to have this on your list. Do you want to guess here what the uh, fourth one was? It was Chevy uh, Focus Group ads, KFC, eh, Christmas Dad Ham, right. Um, this last one, maybe it's not as obvious. Maybe it's just in my head it looms large. I don't think I know. Or tombs large. Oh, Tombgus. Yeah, I feel like that one's. it's not as meaningful to me. Like, 
Yeah. I, I didn't grab it. All right, screw that one. But I am very surprised that we did not get a KFC commercial in here. And I, hey, I'm not pointing fingers. When I point a finger at you, Veeves, I got three more pointing right back at me because I hold my hand in a weird way, apparently. <laughs> uh, episode number two. Oh, the Birdman of Adcatraz. Such my, a Genevieve this title. This is my bird show. <laughs> which was honestly, of sometimes when I have, have these like conceptual shows it's hard then to populate them but this one was easy because there you are need to find commercials to talk about right yeah like sometimes i'll have like a really sort of high concept thing where it's like this one's about commercials where like a couple is you know on a train together but they're not talking to each other and then like then there's only like one that fits that description <laughs> commercials about i told you that was a bad idea <laughs> commercials about birds are everywhere yeah and it was kind of hard to pick a favorite i almost picked the ostrich one for samsung where the ostrich learns to fly but there's we've talked about it on several shows and there's just no audio so it's just all narration by us whereas this one for fedex about about pigeon carrier pigeons i think uh is is a funny one and, and very successful it was a super bowl commercial so let me get this straight you solved all our shipping problems with pigeons Carrier pigeons, sir. Isn't this a little outdated? No. These babies are equipped with GPS and night vision. This little guy's headed off to Cleveland. Amazing. What about the big stuff? That's been taken care of. Okay, so clearly this guy is telling his boss how he's... uh, got pigeons taking care of all their delivery needs now. And then he says, what about the big stuff? And then suddenly we see that there is a giant Yeah, like a pigeon, pigeon. the size of a truck. Wow. But that pigeon's not equipped to carry things. And so the down below the office building is just chaos of giant packages and birds carrying cars away. <laughs> Let's switch to FedEx. The visuals on that ad are just great. The complete destruction of these pigeons destroying the uh, the, the cityscape is fantastic. Yeah, it's really um, great. Episode number 94. We'll allow it, counselor. <laughs> um, it was ad council all the way down. You guys sent us a bunch of uh, commercials you wanted us to talk about. Aaron sent us this one from the University of Phoenix. And we've been saying the University of Phoenix are just killing it on these. Yeah, they really are. Subaru-esque emotional ads. Uh, University of Phoenix. (laughs) My brain just broke. What happened? Oh, I know what I meant to say. (laughs) Love. It's what makes the University of Phoenix... The University of Phoenix. <laughs> I knew there was a joke about the tagline in there somewhere. Is that a and joke? My, I don't know what the hell is going on in this ad. We're so close. <laughs> we, got six, we got five more. Wait, is this our last episode ever? I almost, I am so bonkers <laughs> out of my mind right now. And I feel like slogging through a hundred commercials. I feel like, is this our swan song? I don't know. Should we do any more? We hadn't talked about that. We haven't. Just like 100 and out? That would be bold. That would be bold to decide that right now, for the, <laughs> to talk about it and decide for the first time. Well, right I just now. sort of feel like, why not end on a perfect show? Right. <laughs> right. All right. So this is a University of Phoenix commercial. This is the one that is narrated 
by uh, an older woman who is uh, welcoming her granddaughter to the world. And as she's talking, we're seeing um, flashbacks of this woman's entire life and how she had to kind of fight for her place in the workforce and uh, basically in society as a woman. My great-granddaughter, you may never know me, but when I look at you, I look back on my life and I know what it was for. So you could have the childhood they said I couldn't have. In the places they said I couldn't go. She was coming in through immigration, Ellis Island. In the words they said I couldn't speak. I've imagined your life between my she starts out working in a in laundry. Wherever she came from, she has zero accent at this point. In nights so late, I've seen your face in definitions. She's pretty little. Yeah. But what if I struggled and sacrificed and swore I'd succeed so you could wake up one day with the choice to be anything you wanted? Well then, my great-granddaughter, it would all be worth it. Yeah, those Phoenix, those University of Phoenix ads are terrific. I, I wonder who's doing those. But they're still going to take away your health care because you're a woman. <laughs> Love. It's what makes the University of Phoenix the University of Phoenix. Still going to work on that. Yeah. Um, There's something there. Is there? So mm-hmm. number 95. This was Fletcher. We hardly know her. <laughs> Great. This is our friend Phyllis Fletcher. Phyllis the Fletch Fletcher. Absolutely. Um, she brought us a smorgasbord of ads that she remembered from her childhood. She grew growing up around up, here. Growing in up Seattle. around here. Yep. All these like very kind of like local flavor ads. And it was hard to choose just one. Um, so I like the sound for this one. Uh, this is for uh, Ski Bonkers. Bonkers. The ski sale of the year is here, and anything to do with skiing is on sale for up to 70% off. Ski Bonkers. Labor Day weekend, <laughs> Friday through Monday, four days only. Then it's too late. Ski Bonkers. At the Seattle Trade Center across the street from Pier 70, you'll probably save enough to ski free all year. You'll probably. <laughs> you probably the will. ski sale of its kind on the West Coast. Bring your money where your shorts. Brought to you I guess that's like so you can try stuff on. I guess so. Were they just trying to rhyme at the end? I don't know. But that's from 1993. And I said, oh, well, that's clearly like a just kind of a seasonal ad. And she's like, yeah, but they aired, um, you know, every single year. And then after that show, I saw a Ski Bonkers ad on live television. Yes. And they were still using the same font. Yeah. And they haven't really changed very much. I mean, I think they've updated the sound a little bit, but it's basically the exact same structure. Um, Episode 96, I feel bad usurping this one because this was uh, definitely a Genevieve show. It was called Huddled Masses Yearning to Buy Stuff from September of this year. We're getting real close to the present. Oh, no, there's a photo of me here, and I'm starting to fade from it. What does that mean? (laughs) Um, It was all about immigrants in commercial or immigrants and immigration in commercials. Um, And uh, this one has come up on the show a couple of times, I think. Modelo seems to really kind of take the prize for this one. Yeah. Juan Rodriguez Chavez and his family fought to become American citizens. He wasn't born here. That fact never once crossed his mind the four times he put himself in harm's way to save the men who were. Since 1925, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from, it matters what you're made of. Modelo Especial, 
brewed with a fighting spirit. Very good. It's so Make good. Make you feel proud to drink that beer. It really does. And I, um, I everything has become political for me now, mm-hmm. rightly or wrong. Whether that's healthy or not, spoiler alert, it's definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think a lot now about the products and stuff that I buy um, and who I support with my dollars. And you can't do that for every single thing. And I know we probably buy Koch Brothers toilet paper. But like that, you know, it, between two you know beers that are like that like a mexican style beer why not go with modello i really like their ad campaign and it supports um a worldview that i i really endorse well we now know exactly how long my memory is because we are into um let's see here i guess we're into september of this year and i'm finally remembering the shows we did <laughs> wow! Well, I remember we this show. This was our um, welcome back to football show, right? Episode number ninety-seven. Is That's that what right. We're on? Welcome back, sports fans. Now, these were ads that we started. We started talking about them because it was really with with the advent of football season, you start to see a lot of high high production, big ad placements for products that have big ad budgets. So it kind of brings, I think, kind of a. It brings a crop of really good or at least really uh, well-produced ads to the fore, and we get to see more of them because we're watching more live TV. Mm-hmm. Um, this was one that I really like. This is the Snickers, and this is sort of fa- football-related also in the way that they're they're selling the product, but this is about Snickers' number one fantasy, and it's, it's um, Snickers exploring the idea of people getting confused about what is meant by fantasy during the season. I love this campaign and I love this commercial. It starts with, you can tell the guy is sitting on a couch. You can tell some people are around, but he almost looks like he's going through an intervention. Right. He's sitting or, on or the couch. Thera- the like lighting is gray something. and he's just kind of staring into the middle distance and he's uh, talking about what his fantasy is. Just start fresh someplace. Someplace else. You know, no job, no family. Just walk away. That's my number one fantasy. Now, suddenly we realize that there are several of his friends in the room, and they're not there for an intervention. They're there to pick their fantasy sports teams. Number one fantasy pick, Don. David Johnson. David Johnson. Good. That's good. <laughs> it says you're off your game when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies. Oh, Snickers, man. I love it. When they do it right, they do it right. They really do. Um, episode number... Oh, I'm so excited. I have some uh, added content. Okay. Some... What do they call it? Uh, I have some value add for this one, which I guess is my last one. Unless you want me to pick one from last week, which was... No. 50 commercials let's just get we'll never end it we'll just be stuck here forever yes let's get through this <laughs> episode number 98 is the only one i left the title off of <laughs> <laughs> i literally don't know um episode number 98 let me just look on our website uh which you can find at soundcloud by the way oh i'm glad i looked it up the legend of grabber bags God. do we have any idea why we called it that i i remember thinking it was brilliant at the time I can't remember. Uh, maybe it was just something stupid one of us said. 
one of us which one of us says the most <laughs> stupid things in this show whatever we were talking about we did a bunch of commercials in the news uh but we also did some ad council and i've been encouraging oh, I think people it was a grab bag show and we just got oh like, it was riffing. a grab bag right about grab right bag. right and we've been asking people to um call into our voicemail line and sing a song and if you sing a song in our voicemail line like an old jingle anything from commercials in the past we're almost ga- we're almost legally obligated to air it on the show and we got this voicemail from listener melisande in new york who sang us a jingle from a psa that she remembered growing up hi this is melisande um from staten island and i was gonna sing you a psa from my childhood um where these uh four these four pills have um fallen out of the bottle and they're worried that some kids think that, you know, that they're yummy to eat. Okay. <laughs> this is so good. This is serious, serious. We could make you delirious, delirious. You should have a healthy fear of us, fear of us. Too much of us is dangerous. Oh, 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 oh. Doctors tell the pharmacy, pharmacy, types of pills that you will need, you will need. And they know the harm that we can be, we can be if we're not taken carefully. Oh, 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 oh. This is so much better than the original. We need it. Even though we look so fine and dandy when you're sick, we come in handy, but we are not candy. (laughs) Do you know that I I walk around singing that to myself sometimes now? so much. Now, I would play the original, but frankly, hers is a million times better. better, and the audio quality on that one is bad, but... I was blown away. Did you see the Facebook conversation about this? serious. No, I didn't. Do you know what I'm going to say? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you don't already know about this. Well, listener Zachary on the Facebook page pointed out that it sounded sort of familiar to him, and he posted this link from a Busta Rhyme song called Dangerous. Oh my god! It's exactly from it. Yes. That is fantastic. Now, is Busta a Southern rapper or is he a New York rapper? I don't know. Um, let's see here. I want to see where he was born because if he was, if this was like kind of a New York thing. Oh yeah, and he New grew York, up there, Flatbush. So there it is. Yeah, this was just like him, you know, taking this thing from his youth that he That's used to hear fantastic. on TV and putting it into a song. Who said it is that? amazing. Who, who put that on Listener Facebook? Zachary. Oh my God, that was fantastic. Thank you. Is that not awesome? That is so awesome. Blew my that, mind. That is a significant value add. That is a significant value add. Thank you. Thank you, Zachary. <laughs> and we only have one more Vives. Here we are at the end with episode number 99. Ask for the Wolfman. <laughs> what were we even talking about? Well, Ask for the Wolfman. This was one of those ones where we, we sort of had a little bit of a just a melange of, of topics. So we ended up just picking a funny line from that commercial that I grew up hearing. It was like one of those real right. low budget commercials for a unclaimed furniture warehouse. And the, the guy's uh, slogan was Ask for the Wolfman. Um, but what I picked from the show was actually one that I really liked. This was for 
Little Caesars Pizza, and it's the number one dad commercial uh, featuring the little boy <laughs> who has a real sort of, um, you know, godfather uh, sort of demeanor to him. Mm-hmm. His father comes in um, bearing pizza, but then he learns from his little boy that he did not get a good deal. I got a great deal on pizza. He went to Little Caesars and got an extra most bestest with the most cheese and pepperoni for just six bucks. the number one from the number one dad hat. Get the most cheese. So now he's just wearing a hat that says dad. Dad. He's literally sweating at the end. There's water dripping off of the dad's face because he's so nervous about this kid. Still love it. Still good. Uh, It's very Barbuska-esque. It's it's funny you say that. He's not, the kid doesn't remind me of Thomas Barbuska, but he does remind me of the kid who stars with Thomas Barbusco. Oh, in the new TV show. In the new show. show. But oh. I don't think it's the same actor. I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure it's not the same actor. Oh my God, Veeves, we did it. We did it. We just went through 100 commercials in just over 18 hours. <laughs> All right, you want to get out of here? Oh, yes. <laughs> you can sell. I don't want to give the impression that we didn't have fun with today's show. Veeves and I just had really busy days, and we had put together a list of 100 commercials. We didn't realize it was going to take us literally four hours to go through them all. But I actually had a lot of fun today zipping through these. I mean, I know that my brain broke down several times, (laughs) and I apologize for that. I'll try to be a little bit more present next week. But I really had a good time, and I love doing this damn show with you, Veeves. I think we should keep doing it. I think we should. I don't think we should do 100 and out. No. I mean, we're just starting to turn a profit on this baby. All right. Uh, people can find us on Facebook. Join the Facebook group. Be like Zachary. Blow our goddamn minds. Yeah, or call. With a value add. Call 607-444-5597 and sing us a song Please. like Melisande and blow That's, our minds that way. There are so many ways you can blow our minds. You can blow our minds via email as well. You can email us at after these messages show at gmail.com. Thank you all so, so much for listening to this blather yeah just speaking for myself here <laughs> over the past 101 episodes we really really do or appreciate 100 it. and 100 episodes parts one and two yeah whatever unclear. well it's, it's unclear but then if we don't count the one with uh, nick and rose in i don't know, you get in some really weird math um thank you guys so much honestly sincerely from the bottom of our hearts and uh Vives, thank you for doing this thank you and uh we'll talk to all you guys next tuesday they all like well he's too proud i'm like you would be too if you had the juice now. Oh. Hey yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google.